Hey going. Welcome back to Wandering to Wellness. Hello. Finn and Lydia, usuals, usuals. And today, our non-usual, our special guest is Erica Drun. Hello. Erica is a TV chef, who you'll know better than us, that's for sure, from the telly. And uh, she is also a food educator, culinary arts specialist, and actually lately, and I think the same as all of us, more lately, uh, uh, somebody who's really pushing herself and educating others how to use up their food, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, it's the law, yeah. for me, but, but teaching is, yeah. That's a thing, yeah. And, and so, talk to us, like, when you say always, why always? Where do well, I come from? What's that's the my mom. Okay. And then I should have asked her, like, where it comes from from her and does it come from, you know, maybe lack of resources in the past or was it just the way it was you didn't waste things you know yeah like it wasn't an effort it wasn't it was just done that way yeah i I was i always say i was born with spatulas on my hand she'd always make sure you got the last and the bowl yeah but that's the way your mom taught her you know yeah it's just um it's just been ingrained without realizing in me you know you don't like oh i remember my dad as a kid always giving out if you open the new milk before finishing the old milk. Or if you'd open the new cereal box. Yeah. Because the last little bit would wait. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it was literally said be just the way it was. Yeah. Whereas it should be the way it is now. And sadly it's not. I think we've lost a lot of common sense possibly in the modern realm, have we? I agree. And respect actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect is probably a bigger one because it comes down to, I think, personally seeing it grow or seeing something sorrow. So I asked my mum about this and she's, I think, she said, oh, yes. I said, does anything ever grow? Oh, yeah. My dad has, um, you know, a small bit of land. They were, you know, in a, a urban house, a small, nothing massive, where he grew in the spots and whatever else. So everyone in that environment could see what it took to grow that potato they were eating. And that got, then falls through on everything else. So yeah. We end up having respect there for the food because we've seen other foods grow that way. Yeah. And sadly, that has changed. I, I actually think there was an, uh, I call it the bing bong era, which is the microwave period. Oh, yeah. And the microwaves, any convenience food all came in. Uh, it, and it was brilliant because it was helping women get out to work. So I'm like, we have to find this balance. But um, it lowered our respect for um, for food and for slow slow food and, yeah. Pain yeah. and cooking and um, produce and not wasting. Yeah. The slow food movement when it started off with the guy was it? Uh, it's not Florence, I think, wasn't it? In Italy, yeah. Yeah. So like, and they kind of kept McDonald's out. There's all this sort of stuff happening there. That was like 25 or more years yeah. ago, and we were watching it. But I was watching it when I was. I mean, I was a teenager when that was sort of happening, and I remember thinking it was kind of like socks and sandals, which are cool now. It was <laughs> socks and sandals. It all that was cool reference. People, people have to be 40 plus to understand this. Sorry, but like. There, there was sort of a, it felt very footy duddy and it was like the, the convenience element to food was just like, it was this prosaic thing. You're like, of course, because it's progress. And that, that's, that's the, we always see like convenience as progress, but there's this cost of convenience, which, which you're absolutely buying on. Um, and one of the things I think becoming further, going further from our producers and not seeing, not knowing them, not knowing their face and not knowing ours, like you're saying about your dad and the spuds, it's, it's all of that stuff. And even I think moving on to our first pick, Things like bread, which is baked in Dublin, we still don't necessarily have a a connection to the effort that goes into baking a loaf of bread, right? No, 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 no. And we don't, like, sure, we don't, we're not seeing the wheat grow in the field if we're not leaving where we are or we even know what it looks like. Yeah. Do you know, I used to teach kids, uh, I did a, a summer of kids cookery camp. Um, and yes, I am surprised I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> they were brilliant, to, to be fair, but I did from ages like seven to twelve. 
But well, the one kid said to me, we used to do, because my friend had been to Bonnie Manu and I said, what did you do? And she said, well, every day we did a different bread. And I said, that's brilliant. I'll do that with the kids. So every day of the five days, we did a different bread. And this morning we did brown bread and, you know, we mixed another bowl rather than the kneading of the yeasty breads that I before, put it into the oven and they had their names on each one. And one kid came over about halfway through cooking. She said, oh, where's the bread? And I said, they're in the oven. I don't want to open it just to the air and warm. And I said, there's your bread there in the top. She said, that's not my bread. And I said, it's, she said, you went to the shop and bought that since we were watching. And I thought, I did. And she just couldn't comprehend. That she could turn back into that thing. This thing. Is... Wow. That's, that's, that's so, like, that was part of my change. I was like, oh my God, I need to show people what we can do cooking from scratch. Yeah. yeah. But also the ingredients. And like, when we buy something that's like this in comparison to a product that is full of lesser quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, yeah. you know. It's an, it, there's an investment there. I, like, I'm speaking, obviously, from the point of view of somebody who sells this stuff. So it's really difficult because people are going to be on my thing. Yeah, but like, you want just want us to buy it. I'm like, yeah, I do want you to buy it. But also, I'm here because I actually want to eat it myself more than anything else. And like, when it comes to an organic bread, any organic product that has more than like an, one ingredient to it, the level of effort and the level of attention that has to go in, intention that has to go into like producing that thing to avoid using the pesticides, which are another conversation about convenience. Yeah. But but like that, there's so much effort that's gone into actually bringing that to market. It's kind of it's kind of quite mad. So I think about actually get palatiri. It's kind of weird because I'm like I know Tebow and like the people the, like people actually farming that flare sweat like goes into that stuff and and and, and the labor's kind of beautiful when you when you touch it. I remember when we did a podcast with Scale. Yeah. And we went to meet them and we went into their bakery and where they were producing the bread and like we had to keep interrupting the podcast because they needed to turn the bread you know oh, yeah. like oh, yeah, with the sun into side by side as like that and then the war like, oh, look, the gluten's good now and I said it hasn't hit the floor yet and then became back out there but and talking to them about how long it takes to make each loaf of bread and at that time people were like it's so expensive can't possibly what was it I did six euros so yeah it was zero zero for a loaf of your bread and I was like Hero for an loaf of bread, and you're like, yeah, but it's it's different. It's almost not the same. Though. Like you can't almost class those two things: the thing you get in the supermarket, but sliced and white and full of all the sugar. It's there isn't someone's talents and love and years of effort and learning and sourcing and all of those things have gone into that. And I would rather eat less bread and eat the bread. Yeah, it's that love that was made with love. Then hoofed into like seven slices of slice. Yeah, and that's the answer for everything. I think eat less. If you, if you can't afford to eat something that is far more expensive than like, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, than a crap piece of a uh, loaf of um, white loaf, which yeah. could be 30 cents or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then eat, it, if you can, but eat less of it mm. and fill up on, on, you know, more natural things. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because no, yeah, the basics are never that, that, more, that yeah. much more expensive in, in, in a week. Talk to us about why you wanted to pick my old bread. No. Interestingly, it's a thirty percent old bread because it's going out of date tomorrow. Okay, so so, yeah. so firstly, I I chose the sliced one. But that's only because Dave and I are devils, so we'll not be door stop oh, aside. Yeah, yeah. This rations us, right? We could go through this in two days. So bad. Two days. That's long. That's a long blind shelf for me. Down into it as well, my baby. So yeah. So basically, I'm mad about uh, teaching people not to waste things. Bread is our number one waste in the world, or in, in Ireland, number one. 17 million slices. There's not many stocks in about the Irish market, but 17 million slices per day go in the bin in the UK. Per day. 
That's seventy million. Flights. It's only fifty-six million people out in the house. Fifty million flight hurt. Okay, wild. So it's it's our biggest waster, and and again, don't open the next packet of bread until the last one's finished. Where you storage, don't have it too wet. It doesn't need to be in the fridge, not too hot. But but also remembering that it it may not be gone all, mm-hmm. especially something like a loaf of sourdough, a loaf of uh, particularly sourdough actually, but a baguette or something, something that's enclosed mm-hmm. won't. Well, you could touch it, bang it off here and be hard. With a decent crust, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll still be hard, uh, but it's it's still usable. So my trick is, sprinkle a little bit of water for, run, I run, like, run under the top really quickly and pop it into the oven or loads of people with air fryers. Mm. Perfect for it. You heat an air fryer for it. That makes sense, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Spreading inside, obviously. Yeah. A bit. <laughs> uh, so then pop it in and give it a blast in the oven, maybe 10 minutes or in the air fryer, less, I'm sure. On what temperature? Are you like? Um, like... Whack, you know, but not not two twenty or something where you're you're gonna burn it before you heat the center. So maybe one eighty. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is utilize your freezer. Mm. So uh, slicing, pre-slicing it, putting it in the freezer. If you put it in whole in the freezer, brilliant. But then again, you know, you might not use it all. Yeah, or defrost it solid takes a bit longer. So I'd always slice it in freezer. But but thirty percent off. You're mad, by the way. Two days old. Yeah. This is still absolutely delicious. It's sourdough. It's made with sour. It's aged, firstly, anyway, aged flour. But the bread itself stays fresh for at least a week like this. I think mm. before it just put it in the toaster or anything. I always toast it anyway. But um, if it was a, a solid piece, again, just do my trick. Cut in half, put one half in the freezer, the other half in the oven. So I will be e- eating 30% off for us with lettuce in the week. So it's, aging is interesting, isn't it? Because like we we refer to some some terms, even though they mean exactly the same thing, like aged versus old. Old is bad, aged it's is good. It's like aging white. Like as long as we're doing the right, we to certain foods, we're like, oh, we understand that really cultivates. And it's like aged flour went to, like you say, like the thing is, and like most of fermentation is about like essentially controlled spoiling, controlled like molding of things, literally. You know, the, yeah. the intentionality, but like the language we use around it, I think is a big part of, I'm not very fancy marketing people have, yeah. they're required to make this sort of thing like seem yeah. whatever, like aspirational or something people want to do. I think this is great. They love for forevermore if anyone that says you're getting old. Like, oh, you're getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. JP Madman, a, a chef, from Galway or you know he, I, he talked about um, using things that are aged in your cookery right so that is adding time flavour expert you know all this like soy sauce um, tamari uh, ferments any ferments wines olive oils like the ears of those volumes growing you know that is all adding complexion to the flavour but also to the nutrients and how good they are I am no nutritionist I will always say that I'm mm-hmm. a chef I teach people to cook the rainbow and eat as much um very diet as we can so you could tell us more about that but something like this where it is aged and, and a forever a, a forever method like i actually don't even think they has a time on this but yeah, i think yeah, yeah, yeah. it is wheat and water is two ingredients yeah okay there's some additions of salts and stuff yeah but really it's mm. the age and the process of the time so yeah yeah, and, and then also the other thing is you were talking about like we've lost the common sense or we've lost those kind of ancient things. But like in France or you know even in old English cooking, we would have loads of recipes like pan or you know bread butter pudding or recipes that you would actually specifically have like the bread's gone over, it's now too stale to eat on it, like you know toast thing. 
so okay what do you do we soak it in milk we soak this thing and we use it again and now that like throw those things as way it's like finding those recipes that you've forgotten now it's like oh yeah those are those old puddings that we used to have but with i did we know summer pudding even all of those ones it was like use up your stale bread is that or, or rizalitas those yeah yeah exactly yeah. on such a video yeah, and like I, i've recently got it any bread that's so lead. I just I mean, like, really like, strawberry. Yeah, recently. That's really like uh, my partner's brother was making it. I was like, oh my god, I haven't had that since I'm a kid. Yeah. No, I be bread. Yeah, it's such a challenge. What's the difference between French toast and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Uh, bread was the thing you had at tea time. You know, non with French toast. It was like you went to a restaurant. You know, like a similar thing. And then you can get French toast. I get any bread though. No. <laughs> So from one of the that never goes off in terms of your Saturday could last forever to another food that literally never goes off. Mm-hmm. It's funny. And it's, you know, best before whatever, best before 31st December 2024. But he could put 31st of December 4024. Yeah. Like they found honey in two to Moon's tomb that was still edible. What as there is yeah. later Anyway. Not sad that they make him do that. I know, I know. It's this is the thing. It's Don't put a trust the date, by the way. Yeah. They'll trust your nose and taste it, I think. Interesting, the EU was, was you know, they've taken dates off cosmetics. So now you've got this after opening thing, which I think is wrong, actually, because they do spoil. Yeah. But they've been trying to put through uh, the state dates off canned food. So there'll be no date on a canned food. That's interesting. Which I'm like, I don't, you have to you have to really trust the people can and not see, don't you? That what went in there was okay. Because yeah. if it did, like, cool. But if what went in there wasn't okay, it's not okay day one or day... Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, anyway. Okay, so we've got Mount Anvil Irish honey. Um, I chosen... Well, honey is one of my favourite products. It'll be something that's always in my fridge, always or my press. Um, we don't... Do we try not to eat sugar in our house as much as I can? I eat sugar where sugar is obvious, like... A Cadbury's bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I try not to eat sugar where it's not or, or uh, not needed or it's concealed. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also I try to use Irish honey, pure honey. Mm. Um, this is an ingredient that has uh, a sad situation behind it because a lot of Irish pro, a lot of Irish companies will say pure Irish honey. Mm. You'll turn the, the back around. Well. I turn the back of every jar I buy around or thing I buy to see the ingredients. And it will say product of EU and non-EU um, areas or what does it say? Non-EU country. EU and non-EU production. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which essentially means it's not going from just Ireland or just the EU. And more than likely, if that is the case, it's coming from China or Asia. Um, and it's made in vats with water and sugar. Literally sugar. Um, or um, even worse, sometimes corn syrup. Um, so the honey we think we're having pure Irish honey is so try and buy small, local, and the closer to you. Am I right in saying this? Yeah. The closer to you, the better it is for your bio and for your uh, the pollen, pollen. Hay fever thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, and, and also raw honey, particularly like Irish honey is usually going to be produced in a way that's going to be they're going to be careful when they're extracting. So usually. When you're extracting honey off the comb, they have to heat it a little bit to allow it to release, depending on the type of honey, depending on how it's granulated. And that heating, if it's not controlled, will obviously damage a lot of the enzymes in the honey. And cooking with honey is one of those things in, in Ayurvedic and Indian, you know, uh, Vedic text things, they would say, never heat your honey. And there's some potential truths to that in terms of toxicity, but particularly in this case, you've got a really good health food, like an actual medicine. Yeah. You go to parts of the world where they know what honey's about, this is medicine, and it's really treated, like you say, with respect. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, so, so, so when you're getting stuff that's local to you, you've got lots of pollen percentage in there, high pollen percentage, and that pollen is helpful to, to regulate your immune system and its response to the potential pollens that are in the environment that cause hay fever. Okay, and you grow your, your, you grow your, I know, yeah, yes, Chris. Like we grow, we grow, grow like cows. Yeah, like crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we do. I have, I have, I have bees in my back garden. I got into my mum got me into it about fourteen years ago. She bought me a bee suit for Christmas. I was like, whoa, swervy move. But like, best <laughs> present else. ever. Till to be the bee suit. So this, I'm like, not in that. Wallace is Halloween cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you need to get your act together. It's hard to. That was it. And it looked like an astronaut thing. I was like, I didn't, didn't know when I saw it. I was like, oh. And then it was like a thing. It was like, oh, bee. Oh, it's a bee suit. That's so cool. And it was. I mean, she knows me better than I know myself because it's actually one of the best things. Like, it really is being incredible. And even getting to getting to see their society and what they do like literally society it's yeah. so organized it's so structured it's such the roles are like defined da, da, da. or even look at what they create the geometrics of yeah. a comb <laughs> well, <laughs> and beautiful like, don't you mind all the art so you sell that here so you're the one you well, would, yeah this is this is Eamon McGee's Eamon McGee is like the former um, uh, head of the CDBK so the County Dublin Beekeeping Association so he's a really trustworthy guy somebody's going to put their name on the hoodie yeah, yeah. you can also be guaranteed yeah. it's going to be something you can trust you know? and what do you because I'm absolutely yeah, I'm it. it's like I use it in everything all the time I'm obsessed yeah what we do what we do kind of go to things that you do with your honey is at home so um in, in some cookery, you might see a tablespoon of sugar added or um, some acidic dishes like mm. tomato sauce or, um, yeah, like if I'm making shishuka eggs or any um, ragu, like a, a balnaise, I will I'll replace any sweetness. So if I feel like there needs to be a balance of sweetness, that's where honey will come in. Obviously, you have to be a little bit careful of honey flavor. It isn't so gorgeous. It does have flavor. Yeah. It can be yeah. quite strong. It may not work, but it does work. It works majority of the time because it's so delicious. Um, I love using it in pickled onions. I feel like they're a thing. Yeah, you see them everywhere. Actually, Brent Sprite thing, gorgeous. Um, which is usually uh, a mix of water, vinegar. So vinegar being sour and sweet being sugar. Um, and then whatever you want spices, like you know, put babies and peppercorns or fennel seeds or whatever I use honey there rather than um, sugar so I use it as much as I can to replace sugar if I'm making a cake that requires sugar the honey is the replacement so if you ever see sugar in a recipe that's savoury usually that's where I would use honey uh, vinaigrette always rather than sugar um, you mentioned not heating it now I'm probably have been bold in the past and do heat but so do I because we have we like a low glazed carrots which one yeah, had it is incumbent or whatever and like the fire tips at the moment as well right? love honey yeah. so I have a cold buster recipe that now Ooh. we move on to the neck yeah, 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 yeah. to bring them together huh? is turmeric you guys are selling oh, can I stop that yeah to see the bright alright yeah, so cool. work he's so careful yeah it's got you're done that like you stab them then there's the yellow and us to the right and like <laughs> Even though it's orange, it comes out yellow. Yeah, isn't that funny? So I make a cold buster. I just I made it last year. I think when I was I don't get sick very often or the year before. Um, which I clean these, or you can peel them if you want with the back of a spoon. Try not to use a peeler because they take off too much. Mm. And pop them in a strong food processor. So like something that got a bit of strength, like bead and uh, strength in them. So I use a NutriBullet. Like I find the bigger ones might it gets lost. Yeah, I might blend it as well. It gets lost in that. So I'll blend the turmeric uh, with loads of ginger, uh, whole oranges where I just take off the skin so like the whole thing can go in. Same with lemon. Wow. Blend it all and I create this paste. Keep it in a jar in the fridge, spoonful of that, 
boiling water or you could do t- room temperature where less than boiling temperature. I'd still say you want hot water. Just put a drink to you and when you're cold. And then honey to... Nice. Not just to sweeten it. The honey is there as a medicine. Yeah. Um, but you probably could tell me a bit more about the nutrients and what's going on here. Well, so the, the orangey thing is interesting because orange is... Exactly, carotenoids. Boom, you could tell us more. No, 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 FM all. That was all I know. So, but anyway, you're right, exactly. So carotenoids are really interesting because they're like um, essentially precursors to vitamin A inside our body, but they have loads of roles that don't just relate to vitamin A. So they help to protect fats from oxidation inside our body. The magic of whole foods is really, really funny because you have, in every whole food, you'll have the the thing that's potentially going to be toxic for you and another thing to protect it from becoming toxic always. That's what whole foods are always packed that way. So you have like fat-soluble um, curcuminoids in here, which are the beneficial anti-inflammatory compounds, the things that help to prevent or potentially cure, we'll call them verticomus, and uh, things like arthritis or like essentially all of the eight top eight things that are killing people in the Western world are inflammation as a root. So that's heart disease, cancer, diabetes, da, da, da. I'm not talking about curing cancer with turmeric. But we're definitely talking about the ability to prevent yeah. these things by getting out there ahead of us and using these things as part of your daily thing in your food fight and these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, so within that, the carotenoids protect the fat-soluble curcuminoids from oxidation. So you've got like, this is this whole food package magic where we start to refine things and humans like, oh, I'm going to add that in to protect that from this. No, as soon as we start to extract one thing and say that's the best thing, then we're just fecking with nature. Nature knows what to do. Always. Yeah. It's a, a, so yeah, so you have inflammation essentially is, is your big thing, but also liver protective, eye protective, like mucous membrane health, antiviral, this goes. Okay, so good for colds. And definitely. Foods. Yeah. In India, where, where I grew up in um, Nepal, because on my childhood, you would just like, everyone just has a pouch and it has, in their chocolate, in the pocket, and it has powdered turmeric in it. And they would like, you get a cut, in goes the turmeric. In the sauce, in goes the turmeric. You know, we can manage it. Yeah. Because I was going to say is, is it, much less uh, effective yeah it's more susceptible to oxidation mm-hmm. but if you're getting it like getting it powdered in the place where it's being produced so it's not spending that long yeah. like in that little pouch where it gets used different to when it's traveling halfway across the world to us I think yeah. probably but I suppose it's the same as everything get buy the best you can afford yeah, yeah. a product yeah. so yeah. if you're going to buy a good spice like turmeric from buy try and buy from and I think you forget about like you talk about messing with nature there's so many ways that you know you don't need to about honey and bread if we can make cultuses from bread to heat ourselves, we need different things. We can use honey for wound healing. We can use it for sore throats. You know, we can use the turmeric to heal wounds. You showed me an amazing one when I sliced my thumb really badly in your house. Oh, okay, putting yeah. hay in. Yeah. Unbelievable. Stiff. Oh, sorry. So bad not to, like, yeah, actually. Don't be stay and talk over here. He was cleanses yeah. the wound instantly. You pack it in there. Knock it over the other care. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then seed it over if you want or whatever. Yeah. Little... Boss. yeah, yeah. Later, I knocked it off. Because it had made a little like uh, hair of humorous. Yeah, it was, oh, it was like a really bad. Okay, no cushion. Like, what? Well, was making sushi. So I don't know. Wow. Just knocked the top off. And the whole thing at Quadros is uh, that don't have a scar. You're then tears within seconds. Isn't that phenomenal? Amazing. What's that? I'm like, where should we wear that? Where should we wear that? Yeah, they're too Ah, do we have my mum? There you go. Yeah, that is my mum. Well, my mum minced her top of her thumb inside her peanut butter mill downstairs. Forgot to switch it off while she was cleaning. Oh, do I turned into the shop, I was on break, and I could say, this is really gross, this is actually trying to warn you, I'm like, two good morning, Pally. Yeah, tell me, Pally. And yeah, there was a lot of blood, and she dumped it into, she had lots of cayenne in the shop, luckily, dumped it into a pot of cayenne, and it stopped bleeding within half an hour, and there, like, the thing grew back, and it was healed. She was, like, comfrey as a poultice and all sorts of other bits and bobs, but 
But that initial thing with KN was about safety. No, for all. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's the thing is we get so, if we go to the pharmacy now, we'll help this pharmacy. It's here. Very, very nice. Yeah, a little bit of To know it and not be frightened of it and yeah. oh, they should Try and try and eat whole foods as well. Yes. Yeah. So become a trust your instincts. You seem to have, use, you'd be using coconut oil and kind of everything instinctively on everybody in yeah. every way. Sorry, I, when you say everything, I was like, don't get me wrong, food-wise, because okay. we go into that. Oh, yeah. Everything body-wise. Yeah. If I have cracks or pains or, um, not pains, but uh, cuts or yeah. scars, particularly, I got the mozzie bites while we were way like, uh, yeah. just really badly scarred from sackers on. That takes my makeup off every day. Really? Friends and the industry will be like, that's terrible. But yeah, um, that's what I do. That's the trick. Only thing that doesn't make my eyes water. My eyes are in pain every morning if I've taken them off with chemotine made makeup wipes or makeup not wipes, but even the mastic studs that I used to nick. My mum's talking about making Karen's products. I used to nick my mum's eye mops. Um, Lancome eye makeup remover. She just find that out, man. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, that's where I was going. <laughs> Looking, but they're like 40 quid for a bottle, whatever. Oh, it's just crazy money. And I would not even when I stayed in her mix, like this is still to date. Um, and I would not feel it till the next morning. And they're like, damn it, I use that again. I'd rather use olive oil, even. And I know people are going to think that's weird. But if you have a pain in your eyes after every morning from cleaning your makeup off your eyes with something, try coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, am I going to be 80 with really saggy? Eyelids. Yeah, or am I going to be really supple and have black amazing eyelids? Yeah. Second one. So rich in sulfur compounds. Sulfur compounds are like fundamentally what's required for keeping connective tissue and not into elastic. So it's it's a big part of it, as well as antifungal bits and other stuff to much moisturizing benefits. And yeah. Vid can probably speak into that even more than I can. Yeah. Because you use it about for a supplement. I use it for everything. Like it's my body moisturizer. Yeah. It's for my body. And use it yeah. for my baby when he was little. Like, yeah. Like, no, you know, just I'm ready. I thought we... I, when I stopped breastfeeding, I was adding into his food the whole time because it has the lauric nor- acid. Yeah. Could for like could garlic, all of yeah, yeah. Um, which mimics stuff that we get in our breast milk. Oh, it's really good for you, really healthy. So there's lauric is the one that There's a bunch of them, but yeah, lauric will be one. Um, and so because when I, I ran out of milk at a certain point and I went onto goat's milk, I researched it loads and was told add coconut oil and then it has all these different things that mimic and also it's like antibacterial, antiviral, yeah. fat rich, lovely. So there's loads of loads and loads of benefits in that and it's great for things like I tell clients to use it for you know, the athlete's flush or they have something like that. Mm. It's really, really good for that. It's like a natural way of, you know, cleaning up those things. So it's, and it's very, very good for you. And also once we get over the age of like 32, 33, we really want to be using oils on our face. Yeah. For our cleansers, uh, instead of moisturizers, serums, all of that kind of stuff, it's really, really nourishing. Yeah. Hydration internally and externally is our major problem. So, I think you know, we're thickly delighted with myself to win that say That's amazing. Like yeah. you know, maximum a tenner maybe in comparison to how much these things are costing. Totally. Compared to cooking well, slightly pricey. Compared to cleansers, yeah. not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we use it. I use it for cooking too. Yeah. So Dave would like fry an egg and go like. You know, he might make Mediterranean dishes like that. And I'm like, no, I could take that at coconut. Yeah, this is her as well. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's totally her. We have this conversation all the time. Because I I would like to fry lots of things that go to lunch. And then, yeah, very gently go. So if it's really good quality, we can't, you know, if you buy the better quality. Don't say he's yes. Yeah. So I have that. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Damn. We didn't quit his oil pal. You, I know you love your old well too, but so do I, so. That's for sure. But they all have their plates, sorry. Speaking of Mediterranean cooking. Yeah. Oh Advanced Middle Eastern um, tahini. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it is a sesame seed paste. Um, essentially should be, or most of the time is 100% sesame seeds. Thankfully, actually. Because yeah. last... Nobody's bastardized. Yeah. Yeah. They did a lot of peanut butter yeah, true. originally. Yeah. yeah. We're coming back, which is good. Well, sold sugar crap. Yeah. yeah. And so peanut butter as well. While we're here, we just say, try and get yourselves 100% peanuts, peanut butter. Um, or obviously Harry's as a nice addition. Yeah. Potential addition. Yeah. Like flavor things and good things. Exactly. Rather than um, cheaper oils. So sesame seed um, paste is... Tahini is also really good for people who are allergic to dogs, actually. Yeah. And to use it for wherever they see it in a rest. Okay, yeah. Because it, yeah, it, it, its consistency works the same way. So, like, things like baking, it works really well to replace the milk butter. But also in, like, savoury stuff, it's really tasty. I love putting it into, like, I don't know, I'm about to enter my needle season, I think. I'm about to enter it. I feel it Yeah, I feel it coming. It's out today. We have to, like, we're about to enter needle season. He's like, oh, yeah, like, we're having one. It's like, I love, he loves ramen. Yeah. I love all noodles in oil form, so it doesn't necessarily have to be soupy for me. So I love tahini in it. I make a, a kind of dandan noodle dish, which has, it actually calls for Chinese sesame paste, which is slightly different, but this can be used and it's harder to find. Um, tahini, just strain out of the jar. Yeah. And this is one actually that you say it's like consistency of nut butter. This is like a drink. It's yeah. so delicious. So it's, um, what it's called, uh, candylas. So candylas tahini we get from this guy called Nicholas Papadopoulos. Love you can guess where Nicholas Papadopoulos comes from and you see Nicholas Papadopoulos and you want to name him that. You're like looking, we go, that is a Greek it's man. Insane, it's serious because they... Say it again. Nicholas Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. I know, shout out to Nick. Did you make that out? I know, it's weird, isn't it? It's like he has, but he's like, he's he's an amazing guy um, based in Sligo, but realised there's a big gap over here where we weren't getting good Greek foods, good Greek oil, good Greek tahini, etc., etc. And so he brings over really good honey, like chestnut and thyme honey from recent, and he deals directly with the families, brands them himself over here. So you have like something that looks like it's going to sit on a shelf in Ireland. Like, yeah. Exactly. But these it's are made. Suckers. We car suckers yeah. for the brand. I mean, we just are. You just, we, I, at this age. And I'm, if it looks far, we'd be less likely to choose it. Yeah. In a general. Pardon me. Yeah. If it looks like, you know, we wouldn't be used to it. That's, uh, that's brilliant. I'm just back from Greece, actually, and they come delicious Greek food. You sent to Eva, were you? I was, and I was actually um, in Athens and then in Gaulis, very small town about an hour west in, on mainland and called Smilesius. Um, but I have family there. Oh, so nice. that's even better. Are you in Greek heritage? No. I'm just looking at this. No. Up, right? Hang on a bit. Quite so my brother-in-law is married to a Greek town. Ah, yeah. So we're very lucky. That's brilliant. But Tahini is in so much of their food, mm. and it's just... The norm, I suppose people are going to be like, what? Okay, the biggest example yeah. would be hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, so hummus is generally the mainstream made with chickpeas and then an addition of tahini, which I feel like is really important. And if people don't have it, go get it, buy a jar um, and use it in dressing. People ideas, you know, cook with it because... You don't want to buy a jar and not be able to use it. You know, what's with orange juice really in a dressing? Orange juice, olive oil, tea. For some reason, so they just pair really well. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. You can make um, delicious tahini brownies and use it in other words. Tahini fudge, we didn't. 
tahini cookies. Like, yes. So I ate a sesame cookie that's tahinis and then sesame seeds on the top and black sesame seeds. Fat oh, that's these almonds. Delicious. You know, really, really good. Yeah. And but also even just like Greek yogurt with tahini and honey. Yeah. Or on your use your pomegranate. It's kind of your fat source and then it is not kind of it is your fat source but also it's in your mouth feel so you need to cut it a little bit yeah. with um an, an acid or a sweet and yeah. I, I find because it can get a bit fully yeah true, true. calcium rich yes amazing calcium rich unbelievable like you're talking about unmagnesium actually but it's something like boy three of a percent by dry weight don't totally quote me up but something like that like in a you, know, you get a, a daily serving you might get 300 milligrams of calcium in it like it because so many people are vegan now, so many yeah. people don't eat dairy, yeah. and actually calcium has become a thing that we need to actively seek out if those are our diets. And tahini is a great way to bring that in, I think. Bring a whopper. Okay. La- Last but not least, well, we're looking after ourselves all the good food. We also look after ourselves with the odd supplement. Why did you pick Udo Super 8 Pro Alex? What's that? Like? A friend taught, taught me about them years ago, mm. and then I did research on it and found them to be the best version of microbiotics at the time the super eight udo's choice he has a liquid as well they have a liquid as well but when i did start taking it i noticed a difference in my health in general cool okay interesting so then it made me want to take them more after they're expensive so it kind of i used i still kind of am the type of person who has a headache and wants to take a tablet fix no we all that so it's hard to part with your money when you don't see um, the immediacy. Yeah, whereas I have no problem parting my money with expensive food that's worth them because I can taste the difference in yeah. the difference. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But this is a product that I, I would stand by. It changed me. Yeah, mm. definitely changed. Um, and was it digestive purity or was it like other immune things or skin things or what was it? It was digestive and um, and energy. And I think the energy was connected to the digestion mm-hmm. So taking it made my digestion better, which yes, in turn it enhanced my energy. Yeah, there's a great quote. Was like, we're not, we're not what we eat; we are what we absorb, which is a thing. And that's like, it makes sense. You can pile all of the good food in, okay. but if the balance system isn't working, yeah, correctly, and you've got you know breakdown in the lining of the wall, or you've got all sorts of inflammatory things, or the you know the microbiota isn't in good nick, you're not gonna get that into your body. You're not making use of it. So yeah, absolutely, you're buying on. It makes sense. And this is a daily. This isn't, yeah. it shouldn't be taken if something is wrong, actually. No, and not if people come in and go like, I, I've got a cold and you say, yeah. oh, wow, I'm like, okay, so TikTok, right. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it front. No, but yeah, I so believe it's it's telling people terrible things. It's telling people some awful things. Yeah. Some great things as well, but, and, you know, some weird ones. I had a lady in yesterday who was rubbing castor oil into her belly button for, a, a, with a very serious cyst in her gallbladder. And I was like, Money, what we be, you know, and and these are smart people as well. Like, I really mean smart people. I was really shocked to the the, the level of trust that okay. she would have placed in this thing. Anyway, so we talked about the actual stuff too. But um, so that yeah. of course is a probiotic, which is massively talked about through food at the moment. We would see it yeah. as um fermented ferment fermented foods like um kefirs, kombuchas, kimchi, uh, sauerkraut. What is the difference? So what's the difference with a fermented food versus a non-fermented food? Versus or, a... Over stab- okay, that's a really interesting thing. So actually, if you get a good kefir particularly, like really good kefirs, there's a couple of them like Blake's do a good one. Rhythm Coconut Kefir I used to love because the guy who owned that company had, he went to do micro, micro microbial testing for every batch that he had. And he had augmented the process of making his kefir to make it 
as effective as taking a supplement. So when you took a teaspoon of his, it was equivalent to like you were getting 30 billion CFUs, which is meant. Yeah, so that's amazing. So, so, so you can do it with food for sure. It's just not as controlled. I think the thing is with this, you're getting back bacteriological control. So you can look in the back, but you know exactly what particular bacteria there, okay. what ratios they're at. Blah, blah. Um, whereas with the food, food is a, a kind of a while from a bit like the sourdough versus commercial yeast. Yeah, so true. you're not necessarily guaranteed the same thing in the same ratio every time. But as a preventative, protective thing, definitely, you know, that's fermented foods for me are where it really begins. And the more interesting thing about fermented foods for me and where these guys lose out compared to fermented foods is that what, you, what you're losing in a probiotic is a lot. else it's consumed with. There you go. And, and, and it's the metabolites. So it's why, yeah. so when the bacteria works on the substrate, like in sarifred, it produces all the lactic acids that make it makes it acidic to taste. And it's those acids, those complex acids, like glucuronic acid and glucaric acid in your kombucha, that's where the real juice is in terms of long-term human health. Because okay. we can only do so much to augment our gut in terms of chucking bacteria in, but actually it's the acids that one bacteria produces that affects all the rest of them. And so getting like fermented food means you're getting those different things that the bacteria has produced. Essentially, bacteria farting and producing gas as a result of mm. their whatever or producing acids as a result of them um, chewing on cabbage or whatever it is or chewing on dairy. Uh, so yeah, so that's the, the lots part. But the acute thing, it's post-antibiotic use for me. Usually when we're recommending these guys, chronic long-term stuff, maybe underlying digestive issues. Yes, as well, it's relevant or like chronic breakdown stuff and then yeah. the slide. And so yeah, it's a, it's a really nuanced thing, I think, with probiotics. People have used it as a catch-all bit, like they have fish oils, and maybe it's gone a bit too far in terms of, like, they just reach up for everything, you know? And it, and it does do everything. That's the thing. But 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 maybe it's not like... Overuse. Yeah, the main yeah. first thing. And also, we're talking about spending in budgets. Like, like yeah. let's be sensible about yeah. where we spend the money. Back. I think the post-antibiotic is really important. That's the relevant thing. Because we're going into the season when people are going to get sick and they're, they're going to go and get medicine from from the doctor, which is fine. And that's what we're used to doing. Maybe come to you first, I think, is what we should do. But then this is post. Yeah. That's, really, that's really good. Yeah, it's mopping up the spill, essentially. That's basically what it's about. Let's bring it. Bang on. Cat cup. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just like, how do you, how do you cook it from? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm looking at your boss and going, hmm, what can you make with all a really nice ton of oh, I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turmeric, by the way, I didn't talk about it actually, but can go in your curries, can go in um, mainly curing dishes, things that you associate with um, India and Asia as well. Um, but I just grate it as a morning tea sometimes. So it'll just be grated and poured, poured water over in the eyes. So it's not sitting there. But it's sitting there, it's still fine. But go to the freezer too. Don't put your freezer. Yeah, so freezer is such a smart thing. Yeah. Buying on uh, batch cooking and using that freezer big time, that's when you all get used to it. I like that you're basket. And it's not even too much. It's really yeah, yeah. It's great to have a real foodie on as well. It's lovely to, yeah, to kind of like play with some of the more food things. I don't think it's like tahini and honey. Always, so that's our, that's our yeah. like whatever, milk of the gods, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Thank you so much for coming to join us. A pleasure. Not Amazon. If people want to find you and they aren't already like followers of you, is it best to come to Instagram? Do you have a new yeah. channel? Um, upcoming workshops. What's the story? It's Instagram and at the moment, I have nothing from uh, uh, away, which I should do. I'm 15 years old, so I think my hands are a bit full at the moment, but we're getting back to it. Um, but Instagram is my name, Erica Drum with a C and one M, I-E at the end, representing ericadrum.ie, which is also not ready yet, but it will be. Um, and on there, I will tell you about upcoming events, but also I will post things like my cold recipe and other things um, to help. Um, so any slots at the moment? Yes, I'll yeah. be on six o'clock show twice a month. So we are twice in November. Nice. And that's sporadic as well. So you okay. it's not less serious. 
specific date. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll always tell you beforehand, and then I'll post the recipe that gets up there. Loads of recipes, and loads of recipes. I love to cook seasonally, guys. So you mm. just see what you see in the supermarket on special offers because we've loads of it at the moment. But it's also the best time to buy it because it's going to taste the best. So, and that is when you'll see my recipe. Bang on, cool. I love it. I love it. I love the ethos. I love the foundation. I love the flavors. Sorry, thank you, guys. Uh, just last thing to um, remind you guys about is that we have a little bit of sponsorship to keep the show on the road. Clear Light Saunas, um, our favorite infrared sauna, you know that I made at this stage, if you listen to any of our podcasts, you've heard me bang on about infrared saunas. Uh, I made the investment a few years back and it is my preventative healthcare life insurance policy, essentially, that sits in my back garden and it gives me a delicious sweat a few times a week. Hot and cold therapy is one of the most proven, medically proven things to prevent all cause mortality and also just to make you feel like you're doing a great self-care moment. So anyway, clear lights on, come, come and talk to us. We'll send you the links. You'll see them actually posted below this podcast as well um, to get your discounts and also our lovely own clothing. Now, I'm not wearing it today. I'm wearing more passenger clothing because I'm addicted to passenger at the moment. We always use organic cotton, but we use organic cotton in all of our clothes as well. So uh, if you want to get our carefully curated, consciously crafted clothing collection, come to the wanderingswellsproject.com where you'll find our t-shirts, our hoodies, our oversized sweats as well, which are great for this time of year. That's about it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I made it through. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.